You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contests with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's promo code THPN, as in the Hockey Podcast Network, to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And now, on with the show. Hello, Ducks fans. Welcome back to the Quack Report. It is Wednesday afternoon as we are recording this. Um, so, yeah, we uh, have one game to talk about as well, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, pretty pretty chill episode. We, we are going to bring back some Quack Report Unplucked a little bit later as well. Um, and then followed by What's Quacking, of course. Um, but before we get into that, Nate, how are you doing today? I'm not too bad. How are you doing, bud? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I'm uh, I'm excited for the next couple days here. We got a little bit of a boys trip planned, so that'll be lots of fun. I think it'll be the f- it'll be the first time we're in the same room or even like the same vehicle, whatever. It's the first time what since Halloween, I think, something like that. Yes, it's been, it's been months at least. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be good to you know actually be in the presence of each other and not. Well, I guess I get like I came over to your place, I guess, but. It was oh, yeah, but, like yeah. I, I stayed outside type thing, like six mm-hmm. feet back minimum and that sort of thing. So, but like we'll yeah. actually get to, you know, hang out together and everything like that. It's going to, it's going to be good. Yeah. Like, but like we've still seen each other in person, but it's been quick drop offs and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, everything's just from a distance. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, it, so it's not, it's, just, it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll actually have a, uh, have some time together, which will be nice. <laughs> we, ne- yeah. we never get time together anymore. No, we never do. It's not, not alone anyways. Not, yeah, not alone. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, no the time girl- I enjoy most. Yeah, and, and no girlfriends on this trip either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Just a, that'll just be a us. little bit different as well. <laughs> yeah, there's a, even a battle of Alberta um, that we get to watch as well, and some ducks hockey. So our, yep. our evenings will be busy as well, which will be nice. I got my snowboarding stuff beside me here, and it does actually include my Flames jersey. So I'll have it packed, ready to go. Show it off a little bit. It'll nice, be good. Nice. Yeah, so. actually, that's a good that's a good idea because it's going to be super super warm um, for the next couple of days. So a jersey might be compared, a good call yeah, com- compared to what it normally is, I guess. Yeah, well, well, minus two is like awesome skiing weather. Yeah, in my opinion. Oh yeah, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be nice. I said like I'll probably by noon I'll be out of like my winter jacket and just wearing a hoodie. It'll be great. Oh, easily. Yeah, like the morning might be chilly, but yeah, uh, hoodie and Under Armour. That's what it'll be for me. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, exactly. And just for our American listeners, minus two Celsius is twenty eight Fahrenheit. To put that into perspective for you, yeah. So, so I always hate when we, we talk about temperature on here because I'm yeah. like, oh god, we're <laughs> we we're an Anaheim it. podcast. We got to tell them in Fahrenheit. So <laughs> yeah, no, minus two in February is t shirt weather up north. So yeah, basically t shirt and shorts, some some uh, some sandals yeah. as well. Like you're ready for a walk on the beach. It's good shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whereas I think 28 down in Anaheim is like, oh my God, turn the furnace on and like you have to start your car and like before yeah, you go I anywhere and three layers. Couple, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. Uh, went down to Vegas with my uh, my family for my 21st birthday. And that was like the one time that I guess like Vegas was like, I guess, considered cold 
um, if you here, you can do the math on this one as well. Is ten degrees Celsius? So what is that? Maybe like 35, 40 degrees Fahrenheit. I uh, closed my Chrome tab that does the Something conversion like that. for me. So give me. Oh man, come on! Uh, Fifty Fahrenheit. Fifty Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it was fifty though in Vegas in February, which I guess is like for there even is actually pretty cold. But mm-hmm. I was just hanging out in a t-shirt and jeans, and you know you have. I guess like the Las Vegas natives or that sort of thing, wearing like full on parkas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to laugh about it. It's weird too, it's like based on the time different. of year. Like it's it's not even always geography, but like ten degrees in uh, like just like December or January, it's like oh sick t shirt weather, sandals, like we were talking yeah. about. But ten <laughs> degrees in the summertime, it's like oh man, get me a hoodie and jeans and let's get a fire yeah. going in the backyard. Like it is, yeah, exactly. it's chilly. It's it's yeah, weird it how that works for sure. It goes the other way too, like down in, um, like if we ever go down to, to Anaheim or Vegas and it's like, say 50 Celsius, like it can get, or we'll even say 40, which is more reasonable. So 104 Fahrenheit, yeah. like for them, they're like, oh, that's like fine. Like it's, it's obviously toasty, but we're like, yeah. we're just like drenched in sweat. It's like way too hot for us. And they're like, yeah, yeah this is, this is just your average temperature for like, you know, May or July or whatever. See, and I don't know what it is because like where we are, I guess in Alberta, we're considered, I guess... Like it's not desert, but it's still desert type climate here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I sweat way too much here. But like when I've been down to Vegas, I actually don't really sweat in that heat. But it's really? not really that different. Like it's still a very dry heat. So I don't know what the difference is. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't, I don't even have like a dumb response for that. That yeah. <laughs> doesn't even make sense. So I don't, I don't know. know. I really don't know. I got a dumb um, response here for you. It's uh, this okay. is a this is a ducks podcast, and I think we spent the last five minutes, uh, well, at least two and a half, three minutes of it, uh, talking about the weather. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's uh, the only way uh, that, you know, I, that we know how yeah. to make small talk is with weather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will keep it going though. Actually, have you seen some of the videos coming out of Texas? With uh, no, the, I haven't. But it must be pretty bad if they've postponed games for like oh, what. The, a week ridiculous almost. it looks like like it looks like their houses are made out of paper mache at this point because like i've seen like roofs falling in and everything like that from the water damage and that just from you know i think it's like two three inches of snow which like we got that last night here and we're just like oh okay it's it's whatever yeah. but like it's literally shut down the state basically down there which is mm-hmm. it's absolutely ridiculous so yeah i guess and, they just don't expect it like yeah. so they, they probably don't get snow every year like it's probably a very rare thing for them yeah so. exactly so and yeah it's just a it just looks like an absolute shit show down there and politically it sounds like a, a shit show also with the weather and everything like that and mm-hmm. yeah it's having like they've it sounds like they've uh like cut uh, from like the national power supply or something like that for electricity. So there's like people with no electricity, no heat or oh, anything man. like that. And it's crazy. just, it sounds like a fucking nightmare right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, best of luck to everyone down in, in Dallas. Like hopefully they yeah. can get everything figured out. And I guess all of Texas, I just mm-hmm. know, know that it's going on in Dallas, but yeah, that's pretty, pretty insane. I actually, I did see a, like a, a graphic, I guess, that said that um, Texas and Alaska, right, like for the last week, have had like the same weather, which just yeah, blows Texas my mind. Texas is not ready for that at all. No, 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 not at all. So it's, uh, yeah, that like it's just weird to me to think about that. So it's, mm-hmm. it would be very unexpected, right? Like it would be like if we didn't get snow at all up here in Canada, right? Which I mean has been happening. Like what? It was like a week ago that we had our first good snowfall in a couple months. Like yeah, that's true. We're, we're in like three feet. Yeah, I guess to take it to so. the, a more extreme example, like what's going on down in Texas, it'd be like if it was 10, yeah. 10 or 20 degrees, just like year year round or like throughout yeah, the exactly. winter. And then it got up to like 40 and 50 in the, the summer, like just totally yeah. unexpected and you can't prepare for that. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty wild stuff. But um, yeah, again, um, I, I hope that everyone down in, in Texas, if you have family in, in Texas, or if you're in Texas listening to the Duck Show, that you're doing okay. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, but let's, I guess you're right. We have talked about the weather on a Duck Show for a long time. So let's maybe get into some hockey. So, we, uh, as we said, we have one game to talk about uh, versus the San Jose Sharks on Monday. Unfortunately, this was 
uh, win for the Sharks. Um, also their first home win of the season, which I guess makes us feel a little bit better, but also kind of doesn't. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's like, know. yay, they suck, but they're better than us, I guess. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> I got to ask, though, are you a fortune teller? Um, No, I don't think so. Why? Because I feel like you had to have known what the outcome was going to be with the fact that you framed me and now I'm taking a pisky shot on Sunday's episode. <laughs> First of all, didn't frame you. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I just, uh, I don't know. I feel like since I've been using uh, using the DraftKings uh, app a lot more that my my ability to predict things is just way better. So, so you're like, okay, I think the Ducks are actually going to lose this. So I'm going to make Nate take a shot. <laughs> Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> Even though I'm not making you take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was just playing it up online. I thought it would just be fun, just for entertainment wise. But yeah. no, I uh, I 100 percent made that uh, made that bet uh, with mm-hmm. a stick hungry boys. But also, had the Ducks won, I'm just gonna put this out there. I think the stick hungry guys, little little bit there on uh, you know trying to hand off the. A losing shot, I guess, to somebody else. There, that's a that's a rough look, boys. Come on. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think we can give Nick a break. He's been put through the ringer the last few months on Nick. Oh yeah, Friday, yeah, but, but like <laughs> Dylan or Kyle or or T. Come on, guys. Yeah, those guys. Those guys need to to figure it out. <laughs> they got to step up a little bit. So, um, but on, yeah, it's, it's no, they don't have to do a shot. Any so. means. It's not a horrible no. shot. It's a a shot of whiskey it's if you're choosing, great. and then. <laughs> And then follow it by a shot of pickle juice, and it could be dill pickle, it could be like sweet pickles, doesn't matter. Well, it's actually wait, not wait, wait. that bad. Let's back up. Let's back up for a second. You have to do. Yeah. It's not combined. It's not like a pickled whiskey shot. It's not like you no like a Jaeger bomb where you mix them together and do it at the same time. Oh God! If you mix that, that's. Eh. I mean, up to you. But no, I I, I do it as separate shots. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it, it comes out as as separate shots. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, okay, for me, I'm going to be washing it down with the, like, using the pickle juice as the chaser, right? Like, that's what it's supposed to be. But I know you're not a fan of pickles. And we've already decided that you're also going to be a wuss on this, and I'm going to be doing this alone. (laughs) But you would be the opposite. You would have the pickle juice first, and you're using whiskey to chase it down. (laughs) Yeah, probably. And then, uh, I don't know, maybe a glass of milk, pickle juice, whiskey, and then I don't even know what you'd chase with. I guess orange juice would be fine. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. But no, I I hate pickle juice. Like, I'm not even really a fan of pickles. I'll eat them if they're on something. Like, I'm not not a super big baby about that but I, i'm not just gonna eat a straight up pickle or drink pickle juice <laughs> that's even worse pickle juice and I, really, I also don't really like whiskey either i'm more of a rum guy so yeah i'm not a crazy fan of whiskey but uh you know i'll make it happen i guess fireballs whiskey can i do fireball and pickle juice yeah if you want I guess. okay because i actually think i have some fireball that might save me from going to the uh save you a, a few store. i do save like you fireball, a few cents though. yeah i do like so fireball. You're, gonna do, you're gonna do a shot of fireball and then you're gonna and then pickle juice. Yeah. Bet's a bet. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just feel you're making it worse for yourself. Like, <laughs> I'll man up. I'll do it. I'll man up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm going to be a wuss. I don't care. I'll, I'll that. <laughs> I mean, I said online right away, too. I was like, there's no way I'm doing this. Like, I, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> no way. <laughs> in, in fairness, I did try to call you before I made the bet, but I was trying to get the bet made before the game started. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like I thought of it within like 15 minutes of the game, so I tried to call you a couple times. I was like, I need to know if Carter's in on this or if I'm going to be doing it myself. Yeah, no, all on your own. <laughs> but I don't know. I thought like a, I thought a pisky shot wasn't too bad because like I, my thinking was just it was more a little bit something different. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely worse things to do. I think. Yeah, but uh, it's it's not my cup of tea. That's for sure. Yeah, that's fair. So yeah. anyway, because of uh, <laughs> you know the Ducks losing three two on Sunday, I will be taking a pisky shot uh on our live stream but uh yeah i guess let's get into this game here a little bit sure i think uh i think to start off you can uh you can maybe blame uh i don't know well i don't really know who you'd blame but i think we can blame henrique for uh for the loss at least to some extent and maybe if you tag him on twitter you could uh see if he'll do a pisky shot with you I doubt it, but you never know. Maybe he loves whiskey and pickle juice. Um, and maybe that's what like he not, needs to not yeah. be a defensive liability. Maybe. He's, pro- he's probably going to say, no, I need to work on my defense today. Sorry. Yeah. 
Oh, but uh, you know, we do got to give a shout out to uh, Mario Ferraro. Uh, 100% the Ducks' first star of the game, considering he scored both of our goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, rough game but, for him. Yeah, well, rough game, yeah, for him, but for the Ducks as well, because, like, okay, we had chances, but we also screwed up our chances by making Jones look good, like we like to do, apparently. We like to make him look like a Vesna mm-hmm. candidate uh, by shooting it directly at his chest every fucking time. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. He didn't have to work very hard. I mean, there was a couple where he had to work hard, but it was mostly because the shot at his chest somehow squeaked through his Swiss cheese body. So yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and, but he still well, made the save, anyways. Yeah, like I thought I had the game centered up here. Give me two seconds. Here it is. But yeah, like we still like we had twenty eight shots on net, mm-hmm. but what twenty three of them, twenty four of them were at his chest. Or like right at his I'd leg, so. like he didn't have to really move at all. I can't wait. I can't wait until the the goalie gear gets covered with sensors, so they can like see where the shots actually hit you, and you can get like a map, like a shot map of where. I'm sure there's goalies safe. that would actually be curious to know about that as well. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, there's definitely shots that uh, like I've had taken that like you know hit you square somewhere, but somehow end up, and you're like, how the hell did that happen? Yeah, but. Yeah, it'd, it'd be super interesting yeah. to know too that if like all the shots are hitting them right in the chest, it's like, okay, I'm in great position. Like, let's go. And yeah, for the exactly. other team too, I mean, ma- I don't know if they would really share chest. that. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, like make them work a little bit more for it. Yeah, so. exactly. But yeah, it just, I don't know. Why do we make Jones? Because it, it's not just this game. It's been all three, I'd say, this, uh, this year so far. Why do we like to make yeah. Jones look like a Vesna candidate? But, you know, we'll go and play Vegas and hand Marc-Andre Fleury his first loss of the year while shutting like shutting Vegas out of all teams, yeah, right? Like it's, it's, it's like we've talked about before that this team will play up to the big clubs, I guess, and play down to the bottom feeders, right? And in mm-hmm. this case, it is San Jose, right? And we played almost down to their level, right? Like yeah. if we actually, you know, tried a little bit more, not shot it at his chest – could have been a completely different game because we had the chances there. We just threw them away. And like I said, Ferraro is the was the Ducks player of the game, I think, because he was the reason that we yeah. got both of those goals. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, yeah. It, otherwise, like, without Ferraro's fuck-ups, this is a 3-0 loss to San Jose. How it's do you feel worse. about that after shutting out the Golden Knights, playing two great yeah. games against them? Like... How do you do that? This is right back to what we were talking about all last year and even the beginning of this year, I would say. It just comes down to consistency. Like, if we play the same game that we did against Vegas but against San Jose, I think we shell them like 8-0, honestly. Mm -hmm. But it's it's not the same Ducks team. It's bizarre. And like, It blows my mind. Man, like, I'm... I'm not the guy to, you know, ask for people to get fired or anything like that. But, like, and I'm not saying do it this season figure out the rest of the season, see what happens, right? But if this type of inconsistency does continue, not to say that it's fully on uh, Dallas Eakins. Maybe he should go. We talked. But that I mean, I'm as not... the coach, that is your job to figure out those yeah, exactly. inconsistencies and make out. your and players he, consistent. Yeah, and he's what? We're, we're 16 games in and still hasn't figured out our power play. That's mm-hmm. not good. Um Honestly, like as much as it's kind of a we still don't really have consistent yeah. lines either. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you there, but like the, no, every few games, there those guys um, switching up. Like sometimes on the first line, sometimes on the third, for really no apparent reason either. It's um, yeah, there's just no consistency there, which I think makes it hard for the players as well. Um, and I get that he's trying to find the best matchups, but it shouldn't mm. take 16 games. And there's no. injuries too. I, like there's tons of other factors. I get. Yeah, there, there definitely are. And like I said, like it might be a thing. Like I want to see how the rest of the season goes and everything like that too. And there's definitely mm-hmm. different circumstances and whatnot. Um, but like, you know, maybe there, like, there has to be some kind of a change made. And I feel like the change has already happened with the roster itself mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. I, you know, there's definitely the people we've talked about this before. There's people that are, you know, on the fire, Bob Murray train, like hardcore. I'm like, okay, let's see the rest of the season. If it's, you know, 
decent. We've at least seen improvement from last year. I say give it one more year then. If nothing really else improves, sure. Mm-hmm. Then let's yeah. be done and find somebody somebody else. I mean, Brian Burke is uh, apparently back in the game there with Pittsburgh. Let's see if we can apparently. steal him back, right? Yeah. We'll see what we can do, but... Yeah. The thing like, is, Bob, Mar- yeah. Murray's, Bob Murray's by no means making this team worse. He, he's maybe not making it like, you know, but he's not making huge steps better. better but yeah. uh, I don't know. Like, like I, I can see I, some small steps yeah. forward, but it's not, it's nothing drastic like maybe there should be. At least he's not yeah. digging us into a hole. Is kind of Yeah, like I've been the so. guy who like publicly on Twitter, there's, you know, you can go find the receipts of it. I'm the guy who's saying that, you know, there is a plan in place here. Mm-hmm. I, f- I think. It seems like there is, yeah, but it's just not moving along, I guess, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So that might be kind of contradicting what I've said in the past, but like, like we can see that something is there because we've seen it with player personnel, especially right. And the type of team that's starting to get built here. And like we've, we've said on the last couple of shows that this is a team that if it can get figured out, can compete. So, like, I'm not as worried about the roster as I am the people making the decisions at this point. But, so, I like, I do want to see how the rest of this goes. I'm not going to hop on it right away. Um, the only team I will do that for right now is Calgary with Jeff Ward. If you want to go listen to that type of stuff, though, go listen to the In the Dome guys. I know I've been giving them a couple shout-outs lately, but uh, they pretty much nailed it up there. Um yeah, like I'm, I'm not like a hundred percent on it, but I'm definitely open to change at some point in the next mm. year, if this is the way that it continues. So, yeah, because you you do want to see growth, but if you just see no growth, like yeah. up or down, like that's also like bad. I like I feel like the leadership of Getzlaff, Henrique, and Silverberg um, can really only do so much, right? Yeah. Like, yes, they're supposed to be the heart and soul guys in the locker room especially and you know show it off on the ice and everything like that too but you know Getzlaff isn't going to be able to show as much anymore because you know face it he is getting a little bit older he's in the last year of his contract he could very well retire at the end of this year yeah um, and he's even been included in trade rumors nothing you know from any duck sources but from yeah. other teams I guess showing interest in Getzlaff so I'm sure yeah, just for kind of like a last, calls. like a last cup run or that sort of thing too which yeah you know some guys would say maybe it's just lip service but um you know Getzlaff has said he doesn't want to move if he doesn't have to he'd rather just finish mm-hmm. it out here and call it yeah. and he does have um, a full no move so really the decision's yeah. up to him anyways um oh where's I going with that though oh sorry yeah but the like you know that leadership can only go so far it does need to start with the head coach especially Mm-hmm. And, you know, Dallas Eakins just isn't it, maybe he needs to be a little bit harder on them to be able to keep maintain that consistency. Right. Because it, yeah, it could very well be just kind of an influence thing of, you know, if Dallas Eakins doesn't think that San Jose is going to be that bad, yeah. then the rest of the team probably won't either. So, mm-hmm. or maybe it is, you know, those three guys and they're like, Oh, it's San Jose. We'll be fine. And then, you know, get shit kicked. What should have been three, nothing if not for Ferraro again. Yeah. Like, so I, yeah, I'm not sure where it is exactly, but like the consistency needs to get figured out for there to be, you know, any chance of this moving forward. Because you could have, you know, we could have gotten a guy like Taylor Hall in the offseason, right? Who was a free agent who we talked about before. But if, you know, the consistency thing doesn't happen, nothing's going to get done mm-hmm. on the ice. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, it, yeah, I guess kind of tying into this consistency thing as well. Um, I thought Ricard Raquel looked a lot better and has for the last few games. I think um, at least over the last week, he's been a lot more consistent. So uh, yeah, that's really nice to see from him. Just yeah, unfortunately, nothing to really show for it besides a couple apples. But Yeah, and that's it, right? Like he's just, for some reason, he's so uh, like gold bitten at the moment or whatever the term is. I can't think of it. Snake bitten. Right Snake bitten, sure. Uh, on goals. Yeah. Um, because like he's had the chance. He hit the post uh on against San Jose there on Monday. Yeah, off of nice, nice move to yeah, step around was, the defense too. Yeah, like that looks like good Ricard Raquel. Yeah. Um I saw that and I was like, just, Oh, here we go, he's gonna get one. And then he hit the post and I was like, Oh dear like, god. Like uh, he's <laughs> he is literally that close, right? Yeah. And you know it's not just frustrating to the fans to see him not do it. He's obviously feeling it as well. Yeah. So, you know, he's 
trying to get it figured out as yeah, well and I, everything like that. It's not just Ducks fans complaining about it. I'm sure he's kicking himself for it as well. I think in, at some point in the next couple games, if he keeps playing the way he does, it, eventually one will just like, you know, it bounce off his ass or something like yeah. that. Like he'll just get some some bad goal and then that'll be it. It'll, he'll be out of his head and he'll be able to, you know, return to Ricard Raquel form. Exactly. Good old, good old Rick Rack Patty Whack, <laughs> as we love and know. So yeah, give the man a goal. Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> um yeah it's uh, uh um I, I guess the last point we had here that uh we both kind of agreed on was the um the opening of the bakery in the defensive zone um which, which ties back to henrique but i mean in this case it was gets laugh yeah. on that third goal with the the tape to tape pass to logan couture but just in general that we weren't winning those puck battles along the boards or we were just winning them and then giving the puck right back to them. And unfortunately it burned us on the game winner there. Um, But I think it could have been a lot worse as well. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll continue it on the Henrik though, with like specifics on the second and third goal. He is just aimlessly out there, not covering anybody or whatnot. Like it looks like he wants to get traded. Honestly, like he is like those guys were loose because he's not on them. Like, yeah, Henrik, you know, did like a little bit of try and then he just followed. Yeah. There was no attempt at the puck or at the player or anything like that. And the goal that Couture had for number, for like the third one there, which was the game winner. Yeah. That one was just no effort whatsoever. And we, we can't have that, especially coming from a guy who has an A on his chest. I know we were kind of wondering like earlier in the season when he had gotten scratched and sat for the night, we were like, really? But you know, if that continues on uh, what's it Thursday night that we play, yep, do it again. Yeah, because there are to. guys who There's will put no in the effort. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I think a career or someone who's you know potential is like a fourth line center will play better than Henrique right now. Yeah, and deservedly so like there's there's tons of guys we have so much center depth that there's tons of guys that could come in and, and yeah. fill those spots for for Henrique I think so it's um yeah I think it's something that has to be made like it looks like he doesn't want to be here so he either needs to get scratched um or I think he's gone and it's probably he's not going to get we're not going to get good value for him I don't think he's going to go to a a good team because he's got a pretty yeah. pretty hefty cap hit um I'm just trying to pull it all up here so I think he'll he'll go to a, he might go back to a team like you know New Jersey or uh, or Buffalo where <laughs> I, I I would argue that they're in a worse position. So yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see here. You're pulling up cap friendly. And he's got term too, so like he'll be good for a rebuilding team. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if- Henrique is on contract for five point eight two five million until the end of the twenty three twenty four season. He is currently thirty one years old. Any uh, any no moves on that? Either this uh, year modif- or coming up. Modified no trade. Modified no trade. Okay. Yeah. Probably some so- sort of thing for like a team like a fifteen team trade let's, list or no trade list. Uh, player submits a ten team no trade. Oh, so there's still tons of options out there then. Yeah. Yeah, the issue is he'll probably say no trade to kind of the bottom 10 teams, you know, like the Buffaloes, the Rangers, yep. the Devils, like those teams that could actually have the room and make the room for him and might want to take him. But, you know, teams that are contending for the Cup, Toronto, A, doesn't have space for him on the roster or cap-wise. Yeah, I could maybe see Montreal, but there's the quarantine um, period for up there. <sighs> I wonder if this might get included or how this might work. We do have the expansion coming up. As much as you don't want to get nothing for it, mm-hmm. I don't know if you really see nothing and there's not really any buyers or at least like they're wanting to buy really low. Mm-hmm. I don't. You just leave them that. open for the expansion draft. I, yeah. I think if his play doesn't improve, then you might as well. I don't know. I think Seattle you know, would take them as a reclamation project. We saw that with James yeah. Neal in the uh, the Vegas draft. Yeah. Um, big contract, a, decent yeah, player, does, but kind yeah. of regressing. They, they still took him on and he had a good season with them. So Yeah, he did. Well, it might not even be like a reclamation project as much as, you know, he has been a type of a leader at least. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, bring that into a brand new organization. Yeah, he'll but he'll I know, have, I know a, he'll really have a middle six role right? which they yeah. will definitely need to fill. Um and 
because they need players that can play now. They, they, the expansion draft isn't really for taking those young guys. It, it's more mm-hmm. to take the guys that have played in the NHL to make a team. Yeah. So, or if, I, like, I wouldn't be upset young. about that. I, yeah. I think Henrik's okay, but he's yeah. not. Uh, he's not the best player. So. Yeah, or like if they are young guys that get taken, it's young guys that haven't really gotten a chance, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, like William Carlson initially, right? Because um, yeah. what he was in Columbus, and yeah, not not a whole lot of chance there, and goes to Vegas, he can show off what he can do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't shown it the same way as that first year. I think like that first year was a lot of magic for sure. I'm not, but I'm not like you know putting that completely on that. Like all those players mm-hmm. definitely played well, and you know they. There was there was a reason they they got picked by that initial te- uh, front office, especially. Yeah, but yeah, sure. um, but yeah, you know, like that could very well happen. And Anaheim is a team like this is something we'll have to be talking about here in a couple of months. But Anaheim is definitely a team that you know has young guys that haven't been able to be given the shot because of guys like Getzlaff or Henrique that are there and have mm-hmm. been stables for a long time. I I really don't think that Getzlaff is going to be around after this season no um so you know there's a yeah decent contract and a spot open trevor zegras mm-hmm. um you know even a guy like adam henrique for a center or a left wing role there there's another opening right mm-hmm. whether you do it through uh trade or if you're able to expose him like i said i'm not 100 percent sure on the rules for that just yet i gotta take a look at it again but right like mm-hmm. that opens some room yeah. If you want, give the captain seed then to Silverberg. He's, uh, you know, 30. He'll be around until 2024 also. Mm-hmm. So that's that's still a decent enough guy, I think, if you yeah. want somebody to lead. Or even a guy like Cam Fowler, put a C on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I think either one of those guys would be a, a good fit. And yeah, it'll work. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't want to sound like we're jumping the gun here too much because I, I don't think we're... Uh, I'll speak for both of us, but I don't think either of us are really writing off Henrique right now. We're just saying if he doesn't improve, this yeah, this is, is more just this is the, the end game as a worst pol- yeah, as a as a worst case scenario type thing. Yeah, I, I, would, I really I hope he does figure it out, yeah. but it's it's hard to say. So yeah, I'd love to see him improve and you know be the next C. Actually, actually, I think I might still even give it to Silverberg. Actually, even if I think I would too. Yeah. Him or Fowler? Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, like I, I'd like to see him stick around and I'd like to see him produce. Obviously, he's been a guy with this team for a long time and has done well normally but you know just if if you're just going to be out there just for the sake of being out there like almost to the point of Pierre-Luc Dubois right before he uh got shipped to Winnipeg yeah like there are so many young guys on this club like from you know like Max Comtois I'd love to see him in a higher role but you got Henrik there yeah exactly and that's not going to happen unfortunately until guys like that are gone yeah so even with the play, you can't justify putting five point eight million dollars on your third or fourth line. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you really can't. You got to do something with that. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I think uh, I think that's some good discussion there, and uh, I know that we got a we got some stuff to do a little bit later. So we'll we'll just I think we'll just move on from this part. Um, but we do have one last thing to talk about ducks wise. Um, ducks schedule changes, so a few games shuffled around here. Uh, if you want to pull those up, they are on Twitter as well. Um, but yeah, just thought we'd mention they're on the podcast for any of our listeners that are not on, uh, not following us on Twitter or just not on Twitter at all. So, but if you do want to get Twitter to follow us, you can do that at Quack Report Pod on both Twitter yes. and Instagram. There you go. Uh, so yeah, there were uh, three games uh, rescheduled or just moved around, I guess, just with you know COVID and everything like that, and everybody else's schedules. It wasn't even necessarily us, because knock on wood, we haven't had any issues with COVID yet, surprisingly. Um, but yeah, so schedule changes for the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, this was also written in the order that it was from uh, NHL.com. So the game uh, in Colorado uh, that was scheduled for March 31st has now been moved up to March 16th. Uh, the game uh, against Arizona in Anaheim that was supposed to be on March 16th has now been moved a couple days ahead to March 20th. And the game in St. Louis that was supposed to be on March 27th is now on March 28th. So just pushed one day. Um, so again, now we play Colorado on March 16th, play Arizona on March 20th, and St. Louis on March 28th. So just a couple shuffles, but... Um, Nothing too crazy. You know, just make sure making sure that your schedules so you can watch this Ducks team. Yeah. So okay, let's uh let's get into some Quack Report Unplugged here. 
It's been a long time. A little bit. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. Yeah, I was I was saying the same thing. It's been a while oh. since we heard that. So, but yeah. I mean, we've had hockey to talk about. We haven't had to try to fill up time. So, yeah. But uh, this was, you know, a good week to do it. There wasn't a whole lot going on. A bit of a shit game against <laughs> San Jose that we've yeah. you know, wrapped up now and mm-hmm. talk some music. So, yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess before we get into that, I always forget to do upcoming games. We really need to put that later on our outline. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Thursday the eighteenth, seven Pacific against Minnesota. Saturday the twentieth, six Pacific against Minnesota. Both those games at home for the Ducks. So we will uh, talk about those on Sunday, of course. Uh, but those are the upcoming ones there. Uh, again, I don't think we need to get too much into Minnesota um, and what they entail. So. Nah, they've just been kind of shit in the bed too lately. So let's hope we don't play yeah. down to their level again. Yeah, exactly. Like in San Jose. Okay, music one more time. Just because it's good, you know. Just because it's so you. good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So I guess for the for this, we put out a uh, a poll saying that you know we were going to talk about a band for this episode for Unplucked, and we let you guys decide actually who we were going to talk about. So the options were Billy Talent, Fall Out Boy, Blink One Eighty Two, and the Jonas Brothers. And it was very close between Fall Out Boy and Blink-182. Fall Out Boy was in the lead for quite a while. Um, But uh, Blink-182 just snuck ahead uh, with 42% of the votes to Fall Out Boy's 38. Billy Talent was third at 13, and the Jonas Brothers were at seven. Uh, So I think that also determines what our next one will be when we get the chance to do it. Uh, Fall Out Boy will be the next one for sure. And that'll be another good conversation. That'll be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so we... Uh, I lost doing... myself. Hold on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we, uh, we're doing things a little differently this time. And in the past, we've put together top fives, um, each of us, and then you know played some clips and, and had some discussion about it there. Um, but this time, we've just put together a collective collective top five uh, with a few honorable mentions. We're not going to bother playing clips as well. I'm, I'm assuming if you're listening to this segment, you, uh, you know Blink-182, so we don't really need to play the clips for you. But... Um, yeah, in no particular order here, we have put together a top five. Um, so we'll go through a few of them before I, we get to the honorable mentions, I guess. But um, Should we go alphabetical order? Yeah, I guess so. Sure. Okay. All right. So, wait, yeah, you are able to hear me, I guess. Hey? Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, okay. Let's go alphabetical order then. Okay. Sure. I thought you were going to start, but uh, yeah, I guess I'll start. <laughs> um, I, I, I kind of was, but then I was like, no, wait, no, you're the host. You should you should be doing this. I just know that you're so excited to talk about Blink-182. I'm so, so fucking excited. Was, it's Blink-182. Roses are red, violets you. are blue, garlic bread's great, Blink-182. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Thank you for that. Where's my applause? Yeah. I guess, I don't know if that's considered slam poetry, so maybe you got to like yeah, just the snaps. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you uh, you know me especially, but uh, you know I I fucking love my Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, so. I thought I'd have to like tone you down. I mean, it kind of did because you wanted to put together a top fifteen, and then I was yeah. like, no, we, we should keep it to to five. Then you were like, can we do top ten? And I was like, let's stick to. Five. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like that's like a an OnlyFans thing. Here, this is Nate's top fifteen. <laughs> Yeah, if we did Patreon, we'll put the other 20 yeah. songs that you were going to pick on here. <laughs> no, screw Patreon. It's, it's going to be in OnlyFans. OnlyFans? You'll yeah. do it naked? I'll just do it in my boxers. Yep. There you go. That'll be good. Um, <laughs> so the first song that uh, that we picked, again, in no particular order, we're going alphabetically. And, and I mean, I think this one has to be on there. I, I really don't think you could do a top five and leave this one off, but it's All the Small Things by Blink-182. So it's... I think it's the song that everybody knows. Even if you don't know who Blink-182 is, you know the song. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, this song is you know definitely one from uh, from Enema of State there in 1999 that really took the band off uh, even more than a song that we'll get to later, Damn It. Um, but yeah, like this song just really took the band off especially. And this was you know also during the time of NTV, M- uh, not NTV, MTV, uh, where you know they actually showed music and music videos on yeah. the music on music television, yeah, right, <laughs> which is what MTV stands for, music television. And for those, what is, yeah, what is it? What yeah. is it even now? Like, I remember at a point it just changed to like you know teen pregnancy and everything like that. But like, yeah, 
so like there like there was a time that mtv just showed music videos and it was absolutely amazing mm-hmm. um but yeah this song you know really strove off of that kind of thing as well and yeah um i don't know i've have you seen the music video recently i guess like as a kind uh, of refresher, I, I don't think that, so but yeah i mean within the last few years probably but not like not yeah. in recent memory i guess it's definitely a top 10 music video for me just the fact that uh, cause I mean, you know, late nineties, early two thousands, the, like, besides I'd say like pop punk, the big, like all the rage is boy bands and this music video just played off of that. And it's them just, you know, mimicking like the backstreet boys and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made it even better though, I think in hindsight was that there was, um, there's a there's part of it where they're on a beach, like walking on a beach and that sort of thing. And years later, I think it was for the um, was it What Makes You Beautiful by uh, One Direction. I think so. Yeah, One Direction did it on that same beach <laughs> with like the same rocks in the same background. shot, like, pretty much exact yeah, same, same shot. shot. Yeah. <laughs> so it just made it even better after the fact. Yeah, I but, think that's so uh, funny. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's such a good music video, especially. But you know, it is a it's a staple pop punk track at this for point. Sure, yeah, for sure. like you you know this song, uh, you know, if you were alive at that point or a little bit after, even right? Like we were both born in '97. The song is two years younger than us, mm-hmm. but you know, we both know it by heart and everything like that because this is oh, the exactly. song that we grew up around. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, you get. Like Tom DeLonge, this is where I think really his voice kind of became a meme before memes were o- were only were, were even a thing. Yeah, just with like his accent, right? So yeah, it's uh, not even uh, an accent. Well, I mean, I yeah. guess it kind of is, but <laughs> it is. But yeah, um, but yeah, like just this song, I think really made Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, I, I think the the best line here in this song is like when they go, "Work sucks." I know. <laughs> I. Yeah. It's like you said, you're adding three extra vowels to a one letter <laughs> word. I think it's funny. Oh, but, but that, that yeah, one always gets good bad. in the crowd. Just yelling the, the I know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or even just this song. Like I know mm-hmm. with our band, I think we, yeah, we played this in, in high school and this song always had people mm-hmm. going like even as a cover track, right? Just everybody yeah. enjoys this song. It's a good dancing song. It really is. So I, I think, which I think Blink One Eighty Two sometimes excels at, um, mm-hmm. not all the time, but this one is definitely one of their their good dancing ones. So yeah, Blink One Eighty Two is very much like a like a party band, but it's not like it, it's just like like a fun party and that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's move on to the next one here. Let's test my ability to sort unordered or uh, sort unsorted things in alphabetical order on the fly. <laughs> Uh, I miss you is the next yeah. one. So good job, buddy. <laughs> thank you. I mean, that one's pretty easy. I know that's at the beginning of the alphabet, and the rest are not. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's off of their uh, self-titled album, correctly? Correct. In two thousand two, yes, two thousand three. Yeah, you're talking about the you're talking about the right album, but I think it's actually untitled. Okay, on Apple Music, ever, it just says Blink One Eighty Two. So yeah, I don't know if it was ever actually. I feel like it was clarified at some point, but I've never. seen seen what it was if it was okay you would know so self-titled yeah i don't know i've, I've seen both so mm-hmm. i'm not sure what it is it, exactly but but yeah this one's definitely another meme song for sure oh yeah but uh oh i mean yeah like you want like we were talking about uh the accent before well this is a hundred percent where you just it, leaned it, into it, it here quality yeah. right so as like it's like in the chorus like head is yed because right? he yeah. just like blends the words together. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's got to be doing it on purpose, but, like in this one at least. To a point, you got to think. Um, but uh, I don't know. We we know I can kind of do a Tom DeLong impression. So, but like you know, like the like the song starts off great. I think like with having Mark start with uh, oh, how do you even describe it? Not melancholy, but just kind of, I guess, almost soothing in a depressing yeah. way, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, just, um, I guess, soft vocals, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, in this song, and, you know, goes through, I guess not the first chorus, but there's, like, the first verse, and... 
Yeah, uh, I mean, there's kind the, of a chorus, but it's it's still on that just that little snare thing. So yeah. there's not a whole lot of energy. Yeah, exactly. And, like, just and clean then, guitar and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and then Tom with uh, the second verse and chorus before. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is definitely a little bit of a different, um, like lyric structure compared to most songs that are you know first mm-hmm. chorus, first chorus, bridge chorus. Yeah, uh, which I think so really builds up the energy different. of it too. And it does, yeah, it does for sure. But uh, yeah, you know, Mark starts it off beautifully and everything like that as well. Um, and uh, but then you get you know Tom where the song starts to really take off, mm-hmm. like you had said, the "Where are you?" <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you'd do that. I was going to make you do that. If you wanted, so. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it just slaps you right in the face. Like I was listening to this it song. Does. I was like, man, yeah. the vocals are really nice. Like for a Blink-182 song. And then that hits and I'm like, oh dear God. What's just get out yeah. of my ears, man. <laughs> the voice inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, like we said, it totally becomes a meme in itself. And, mm-hmm. you know, the song has been the focus of memes in that for sure. Yeah, it, it is a good song too. Like well, you'll yeah, hear it on the radio every once in a while and, and stuff like that. So like if you if you want to just like listen to instrumentals, especially, this is a song to check out because mm-hmm. there are a lot more than just the bass, the acoustic guitar, and uh Travis Barker's drums. Mm-hmm. Like there's piano in here and strings and everything like that. Like it is a, it's a beautifully composed song on its own, like without the lyrics. Yeah. Um, but also you want to talk about like iconic drum intros. This song has one of them and that is thanks oh, yeah. to Travis Parker a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Which I'm glad you brought him up too. We're like, I think we should at least spend a minute on him because he's without a doubt the most talented member of that band. Hundred percent. Like everybody talks about, especially with Tom leaving. Oh, you know, Blink's not the same, and everything like that. Or, you know, like Mark's obvious. Like Mark Hobbs is obviously a huge uh, part of the band and everything like that. But going from uh, like the early records of Cheshire Cat and uh, Buddha, and then going into I guess I have that mixed up. Um, but you know, the Dude Ranch, mm-hmm. then going into Enema of the State, Travis Barker really took them to another level, and that's oh, yeah. no diss on scott rayner the original drummer but travis barker just takes them just took the band to yeah, another yeah. level he, i think just as a drummer he's in a league of his own like exactly. I, I think the only reason i really listen to blink, blink 182 is because of his drums like i don't really listen yeah. to anything else and i mean that's just kind of how i am anyways with with music because i spend you are more time listening to yeah. the drums yeah exactly but like i that's he just does such a good job and like if you can pick up on like the little nuances that he does it's like, oh wow, that's really cool. Or like some of the fills he does, and then when he has like his solos too, every every once in a while, um, it's like it, he just like grabs your attention. But then he also like knows when to sit back a little bit, like in "I Miss You." So yeah, very exactly. very talented drummer. Very uh, talented. I'm actually just gonna show. I'm just re- remembering they're here. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just show off my Blink 182 fandom here. I got the oh, little yeah, go. the little Funko Pops. Little Pops. Yeah. So I got I got Travis and Mark. Unfortunately, they never made a. Uh, a Tom one or even a Matt Skiba one. But if they ever were to make those, Oh shit. There he goes. Mark just died. <laughs> Mark's gone. <laughs> Mark's gone. I had him like sticky tacked onto my shelf. Oh yeah. I'll have to fix that later. <laughs> um, I don't even remember what I was saying now. Oh yeah. Like if, if one of them gets made into a Funko, then I'll, I'll get it or somebody. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, wants to make me one and send it to me. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I at least have the, the Mark and Travis mm-hmm. ones that were made, but yeah. But yeah. Travis Barker's yeah, you're right. He's kind of in a, a league of his own. And I, mm-hmm. I think that kind of comes with his influence as well. Of like, like it's punk and hip hop. Are his mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, like he really blends Which those together in his drumming? Yeah, it's a very yeah. interesting thing. Um, you've heard his solo album, hey? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's insane. And, like that is like that, that is full on hip hop for sure. Yeah, but it, I think that even really shows because like not many drummers have a solo album. No, right? and when they do, like, it's usually pretty shitty. <laughs> yeah, but like you know, it's really focused on his drum playing ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, still including like Lil Wayne and everything like that in there. Yeah. Um, and that album was basically just, you know, he had drummed for everybody who featured on that album and was just like calling it a favor, basically. So yeah, which is pretty cool. So yeah. And like 
he's even been more everywhere as a producer and everything lately like uh like machine gun kelly stuff he's on all of that lately as well and uh like he's just been kind of everywhere so like even yeah. uh the demi lovato um uh like i love me i think is what the song is called um and uh, uh but it's like the emo version and he's the guy who produced and drummed on it so like he's everywhere yeah. with it he's, he's very sought one. after for sure very yeah so, so. um but yeah uh, going back to i miss you very uh very different song but definitely a quintessential um blink 182 song i guess yeah um, 100% so another another one too um this is one you oh, picked, yeah. and I, I was going to say we're not playing the meme. We got one meme. Oh, one. I forgot about the meme. Okay, Here's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like like we were talking about the this song definitely brought out the memes. But this is one of my one of my favorites here. Dude, so it's hilarious. Yeah. If you're watching, uh, you know, the YouTube, you'll have the video to kind of go with it. But the audio on its own is pretty good here too. Where are you? I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I can't believe that's the, the only version out on the internet because it's such I, shit quality. How? But yeah, yeah, we we searched for so long to find. So that. Find. But but yeah, that the SpongeBob Blink One Eighty Two matchup <laughs> mashups. Sorry, are pretty pretty solid. Should we play it one more time before the next song? Yeah, we should. Where are you? I'm over here. <laughs> oh man, oh, that's I don't know stuff. why it's so good, but it's so good. Yeah, the. Uh, yeah, so the next song here uh, will be Stay Together for the Kids. This is one you wanted to put on. I, I don't really disagree with it. It's it's not one I would put on my top five, but it, I mean, I know that it's pretty popular. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, maybe if you want to start with this one here, Nate. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, like the vo- or like the, the lyrical implications kind of behind this song were from uh, Tom DeLonge's, you know, going home the one day and, you know, his family had just fallen apart, basically. Uh, one of his parents left the house and whatnot so you know it comes from a very real place for him and i think for a lot of people and that's where this song really resonated because um you know especially like this is when broken homes really kind of started to become a huge thing i guess like mm-hmm. or oh that's maybe the wrong way of putting it but um but you know like a lot of it was in the past like people just hating each other but literally staying together for their kids and everything like that yeah um I feel like maybe that's where this title came from of like kind of maybe what he wished would have happened even or something like that. But mm-hmm. like just for those people that have been in this type of situation, I'm one of them. Um, you know, I think this song really resonated for them because it's such a, it is a relatable concept for sure. Yeah. Um, but it also kind of took, it's a, it's a very impactful song in its music as well. Like it's, it's composition of, um, you know, almost kind of like distorted uh like very high eq'd like bring, taking out the the mids and the lows especially on the drums um and the guitars just so to give and, some like a feeling of emptiness to the yeah a little song, bit which is cool you don't really see that in, in yeah music those kind of subtextual things i guess yeah and i think this is like when that kind of stuff really started too um but yeah you got you know again mark starting it off with the, the clean vocals and that sort of thing. And not to say that Mark Hoppus can't, you know, do like projected vocals or like impactful vocals in that sense, but it would have been really different. I think if Mark was the, like if they like kind of swapped roles, Tom's lyric or like Tom's, you know, performance in the chorus here, I think is what really hits. Cause that's when the whole band comes together with the, the like the heavy, like big guitars and everything like that. And like you said, kind of, Travis knows when to step back for a moment, but there are the, you know, just that the brief glimpses of, uh, you know, some fills from him and everything like that, that, you know, add to the song and everything like that. So, yeah, I wanted to include this one just because like as a whole, this song is so impactful from the lyrics to its composition to, uh, yeah, like who sings what and everything. Yeah, for sure. I, I really have nothing to add. I think you just hit the nail on the head there. So uh, I think well said. Nice job. Try. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is where we get interesting. Um, okay, so the next one is Up All Night. I had to go through the alphabet in my head there <laughs> real quick. Um, off of Neighborhoods, kind of their the comeback album after their hiatus there. Um, and I mean, not the one I would have picked, but also still a pretty good song for uh, for this album. So mm-hmm. um 
I, I really don't know where to start on this one. Maybe if you want to start, I can bounce <laughs> off. You're, you're the Blink-182 guy, so I'm just going to keep yeah, deferring enough. to you. <laughs> um, this is very much the song, I think, that showed what everybody did during their time off and what they did separately. Tom had Angels and Airways. Mark, uh, well, I guess Mark and Travis had Plus 44. Uh, you know, Travis was doing a lot of other things for hip-hop artists and whatnot. Like, he was just doing that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So he was really taking where everybody had been for a while and bringing that together so you get kind of the ideas of, you know, there's some kind of like the Angel and Airwaves, especially guitar influence on this album. Um, you know, Mark's even more driven, I guess, in the stability almost of pop punk, right? Of just, you know, like that, that stabilizing part for the entire track. And mm-hmm. Travis, you know, almost takes it to another level, I think, on drums, on a lot of different songs on this album. The one that really stands out to me, I guess, would be uh, After Midnight. Oh, yes. Um, That's the one I like from this album. Yeah, those are amazing drums uh, on mm-hmm. that song. And that, was, and that was one that we had on our list that we unfortunately took off. But, um, but you know, even this track here, it starts off with, you know, some interesting guitar sounds and that sort of thing. And Travis fucking killing it on the drums as always. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's a cool back and forth with uh, Mark and Tom's lyrics, right? Like, each guy sings two lines and it goes back and forth Mm -hmm. and coming to that harmony in the chorus. So this is really as this is the third song on the album, but I think this is really the comeback song of the album, I guess if that makes sense. Yeah. Like not to take away from the first two tracks on the album, but this is the song that really does. Mm -hmm. it. I think, yeah, no, I think that really drives home blank is back. Yeah. I I think that's a good point too, that it really shows what they did and, when they're in their time off and then they, when they come back together, you see influences from all of them, like the distorted mm. guitars from angels and airwaves, the insane drumming by Travis Barker with sort of some hip hop elements there. Yeah. Like just to quickly touch on after midnight, those quick hi hats in the, in kind of that main beat, like that's a very hip hop style sound. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really see a lot in, in pop punk music or rock music at all. So, um, so, and then, yeah, the, the lyrics as well. Mm-hmm. They were, I think both of them, vocally improved quite a lot um just in this album compared to the most recent one so hmm. um yeah that, that was just a summary of what you said i don't think i had anything to the conversation but i, I just really liked that point so i wanted to there say it again uh should we do our audible mentions quick just name sure. them off i don't know how yeah. you want to do this yeah sure i mean i mean we could talk about them real quick um but yeah i'll just list our honorable mentions the ones that didn't quite make the cut but we did want to include uh, so Bored to Death off California, I, I think was kind of their big comeback song, which is, mm-hmm. I, I know that it's it comes after Neighborhoods, but I think that really brought them back into mainstream yeah. um, music again. This was the major song I, I want to call for the Skiba era. This is the yeah. major song for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. And, you know, I'm a huge, so, some people aren't from a producing perspective, but one of my mm-hmm. favorite producers is John Feldman for mm-hmm. Pop Punk oh, and yeah. that. Like, the guy is a definition essentially of like 2010s pop punk, mm-hmm. um, you know, from his work with the used to blink to all time low, um, five seconds of summer, like their early stuff, like a lot of different bands have yeah. worked with John Feldman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was the album, you know, that was blink One Eighty Two's uh, first Grammy nomination, I believe her first win, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. But yeah, this song really, I think kicked it off for sure. And yeah, uh, same thing, Travis with awesome drums and just killing it. Yeah, yeah. we just got kind of it's it's a bit it's a different kind of rhythmic guitar, not rhythm guitar, but rhythmic guitar playing mm-hmm. uh, from Matt Skiba. And uh, you know, like I said, Mark, uh, like I said earlier, like Mark with just kind of that stabilizing bass presence, um, both vocally and uh, you know instrumentally. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I've been trying to learn this song on drums for the last few months, and <laughs> I, I just can't get the end of it, man. Like, Travis, oh, yeah. he's just fucking insane. I can't, I good. don't get it. <laughs> you get everything else, just not the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, this is a without a doubt probably a tribute to just how good 
um, Travis Barker is. So yeah, uh, I'll leave that there though. Another one um, I, that was that was my pick for the honorable mention. I guess I mean they're kind of all our picks, but yeah. Um, you had the the rock show in here yeah. as well, so which is another really popular one that I think a lot of people know. Maybe not so much with all the small things, but um, but when you hear it, you know the chorus at least. Mm. This just feels like a very quintessential Blink One Eighty Two track, mm-hmm. right? Like there are the mix of both of their voices. This is definitely a lot more of a um, a Mark song, I guess. And which it's it's it was yeah. Oh wow, I can't talk right now. <laughs> I think it was normally like, you know, kind of who if like say Mark wrote this part of the lyric, he would be the one to sing it, right? So this is definitely a more of a Mark song. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know, you want to know Tom DeLong's kind of guitar playing style, this is the song to listen to. Uh Mark Hobbs's, you know, composition, I guess, for lyrics and bass, this is the song to listen to. Um a good idea of what Travis Barker can do do i guess like to really drive a song home mm-hmm. not necessarily to show off or that this is a yeah. song to listen to yeah for sure just a just a solid rock song honestly yeah yeah exactly <laughs> for, yeah, for a rock really show. yeah um and then just to cap it off was the music video for this as well and they just explained at the beginning i think that they were just you know they were given money by their uh their record label and they just filmed it basically on like handheld cameras and just like started giving the money away and, you know, doing just weird things. Like they played a little bit in a mall and they played a little bit in a, uh, like a bank vault. And mm-hmm. like, that's the performance aspects, but otherwise it's just them like going around doing stupid shit. Like I think at one point they go into a barber shop and give somebody like a hundred bucks or that if they can cut their hair and they just like put like a strip down the one guy's head, like a reverse <laughs> mohawk and stuff like that. And there's like, yeah, fuck it. We got money. We'll throw it around. So yeah, that's, which is awesome. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the last uh, honorable mention we had here, which was kind of a collective one, and, and you touched on it earlier as well, uh, Damn It, which is an, another one that kind of brought them into mainstream um, music and, and rock, I guess, mm. if you want to put it that way. Yeah. It's, it's kind of another one of those quintessential ones that everyone knows. It was on Guitar yeah. Hero, so you have to know it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like This is the closing track for almost all of their shows. Um and you know i think this is the song that really like you listen to those early albums and it's it's very much them just kind of fucking around like just being themselves but i think this is the song that really developed them into actual songwriters mm-hmm. uh both lyrically and uh compositionally um so like this is and like this is like a this is like if you're doing a top 10 like pop punk anthems this song is in there even oh, before sure. all the small things i would say um yeah just if you're going with, for anthems yeah yeah for yeah for anthems so mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure so um I, I think that's all we need to say about the honorable mentions um so let's let's cap off the top five here which again was in no particular order so this is by no means our, our number one but it is definitely up there and could be in contention um and, and i think another one that you could put in that same league as the ones that everybody knows and that's what's my age again mm-hmm. um which if for nothing else it's all all the the people on Instagram that are like, oh my God, nobody likes me. It's my 21st yeah. or 23rd birthday, you know? Oh, well, I made the jokes with the memes 100%. Oh, I mean, everybody does. But, you know, <laughs> there's, there's those people out there that probably make the jokes and have never heard the song. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, you just quoted Blink-182? I didn't know you were a Blink-182 fan. They're like, who's that? Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not emo. <laughs> but yeah, good old What's My Age Again. This is, yeah, I mean, we've kind of talked about it with some of the other songs here, but... um you know, this is definitely like a pop punk track. Um, it's just kind of like variations on uh, on the on the chord, essentially, for like the start of it for yeah. um, the guitar. The bass is very you know simple. Like this is a good beginner type song for bass, especially. Um, it's a song that Travis Barker shines in, and it's just a it's a this is definitely a song that you play in your car on a road trip. Like if yeah. we aren't singing this uh, tomorrow at <laughs> seven and eight a.m. with you know way too much coffee in our systems already, then uh, I want to turn around. <laughs> okay, I mean I don't know if I'll be singing it, but it's going to be loud. I'll, I'll do the old steering wheel drumming. How there you go. Sound? Yeah, the- <laughs> this is how I drum. By the way, this is, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes that sometimes it happens, you know. Yeah. Okay. There's there's your clips. The ah! 
I'll make that a gif. <laughs> put it right, we'll put it right next to the the Kermit the Frog one. Oh, that, <laughs> there we go. Uh, um, but but yeah, going back to Blink One Eighty Two, I I think that uh, if you were to pick these five songs, like these are the ones that I think most people would know. Um, mm. At least you know, and it's a good mix of modern and, and the old ones. So yeah, um, anything else you want to add here about Blink One Eighty Two? Just uh, just at all. They're a fucking great band. I don't care if it's Skiba, if it's Rainer, whoever it is. I love this band. It's so good. They're so near to my heart. I love these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, they're pretty solid. So, yeah. um, yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah, really nothing to add here. Uh, let us know if you guys agree with our top five. If we missed anything, if you think one of our honor- honorable mentions should be in there, take a top five out or or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, let's let's quickly wrap wrap up here with a uh, brief what's quacking. <laughs> Okay, you got something for us, Nate. What is it? Yeah, so this will be really quick, but I thought it would be kind of funny. Okay. So this was shared on my Twitter, or just like on Twitter, like my Twitter feed, I guess. Uh, you're being murdered. You look the killer in the eye, and your last words are the last text you sent. Oh <laughs> so what is it? <laughs> okay, I got to check because I got to... Um, I think it was honestly to you. Um yeah it was it was to you because i was just running some errands before we recorded this so my last text that i would send would be just on my way home from the south side so i'll be on a few minutes after three (laughs) so of course being late for everything yeah um i mean i just sent a text as i was looking here um -hmm. (laughs) i'm not not gonna lie i I sent a quick text it was just to the girlfriend she's gonna go pick up my snowboard she said so thank you very much um because you know kind of need that for a trip that we leave at 6 a.m. for yeah um <laughs> mine's just it was it was to you as well sounds good <laughs> <laughs> killers look in your face it's like what do you have to say you're gonna die sounds good boom <laughs> that's it <laughs> okay that <yeah>, sounds good <laughs> why is that a fucking mood <laughs> yeah. I, I think honestly that sums up uh, the last year so perfectly if that were to happen so yeah um, <laughs> I guess, I guess like my actual most recent text works though. The one I just sent to my girlfriend. Um, okay. Thank you. It's $35. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Who the fuck kill you? Okay. Thank you. It's $35. <laughs> Nothing's free in this world. Hey, welcome no, to capitalism. Nothing. Yes. <laughs> Oh man! If anyone else has bucks to kill me, if anyone has a good one for what your last words would be, please let us know. Just, uh, <laughs> just send us a DM or, or add us on Twitter or something. I That's might good. even just have to share that on the Quack Report, to, like Twitter tomorrow. Oh yeah, you should. The, yeah, just to see what we get. Yeah, do it up for sure. All right, um, where can uh, where can they talk to you if they want to send you a funny DM, Nate, about what their uh, last can, words might you, be? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Tate Namas, T A T E N H O M A S. Uh, or you might, you know, be able to come to my grave because apparently the guy did pay the $35 who fucking knows. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, find me on Twitter there. That'll be the, the best place to reach me. Awesome. And you can follow me at Carter underscore pots, P O T T S underscore 97, as well as the quack report at quack report pod and the network at hockey pod net. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you for the live stream on Sunday. 